Welcome to the Daily Grind Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Colin Morgan. Listen, are you tired of not living a fulfilling life? Do you believe you deserve more? Do you want more? Is it finally your time? If yes, then stick around. I welcome you to the Daily Grind. Today's episode is brought to you by Wix. Now, there's a lot of products and services that I bring you on the here on the Daily Grind to hopefully help you live a better life. But for me, Wix is something that I have actually used. If you go to dailygrindpodcast.com right now, you can check out the newly designed website that I built from scratch using Wix. This was the first site I ever created by myself because in the past, I've had to pay someone else to build it for me. I've had to go through that back and forth of asking for something different just to end up at the end really unsatisfied and having to put up with what I had. Using Wix allowed me to design and customize the site exactly how I wanted it. And if you're super creative, you can design it from scratch. Or if you're like me, you can start with one of the amazing templates, which gives you a really solid base to build off of. And then from there, everything is automatically optimized whether it's desktop or mobile. Honestly, it's just super simple to use, easy, and anything you don't know, there's support and videos there to help you. To make this even better, they have built-in SEO, so you don't need to be an SEO expert, or you don't have to hire someone and pay someone either in order for your business to get recognized online. Now, of course, I'm not just gonna rave about this amazing product and not share it with you, so if you or someone you know wants to create an amazing website, all you have to do is go to wix.com forward slash podcast to get started today for 10% off. Again, that is wix.com forward slash podcast. Happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Today on episode 433 in the Daily Grind, we sit down with Matt Moody. Matt is the CEO and founder of Bellwether a startup using machine learning to solve customer retention. Matt is a machine learning engineer specializing in reinforcement learning as well as software developer with two successful exited startups. Matt and his team are passionate about putting action-based machine learning in the hands of domain experts to move the needle 
for enterprise businesses. You're not going to want to miss today's episode, everyone. Be sure, as always, you have a pen, piece of paper, sit back, and really dive deep in today's interview with Mr. Matt Moody. Well, Matt Moody, welcome to The Daily Grind. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Um, And Matt, for people kind of being first introduced to who you are and what you do today, if you wouldn't mind just kind of speaking on that and sharing a little bit more of to who you are and what is it you do. Sure, sure. So um, uh, as you said, my name is Matt Moody. I'm the CEO and founder at Bellwether. Um, uh, Bellwether is my, my fourth startup, so I've, I've started a couple a couple companies in the past. Um, and uh, we do we have a, uh, an intelligent automation um, platform. Okay. And, and we're currently currently using that for um, you know, sort of focused on customer attention. It is to, to automate different things based on what's likely to uh, result in a in a positive outcome, which is which is typically customers continuing to pay. <laughs> Fair enough. Where'd you grow up, Matt? Uh, I grew up in small town in Kansas. Got you. Where'd you get the entrepreneurial spirit from? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I guess yeah, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I, I neither of my parents were they weren't entrepreneurs or anything. Um, I guess my my uncles. I guess I have a few uncles who, who were, and I probably got a little taste from, from that, but yeah. that's probably, you know, I think other than that, I just, you know, I think the story's probably a little cliche where you had a lemonade stand, you know, and it's like, Hey, this is kind of cool. No um, doubt. so I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> it probably gives a little cliche on that. On so that what was the, uh, what was the first, first company you started? Like what were, was this something where right out of college you started a business or were you working somewhere? No, no. I mean, around in college, I I did the I did the grind. I sold some cars. Got you. Um, okay, I did and, that too for a little and, bit. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I feel you. Yeah. You know what? I almost opened a car dealership. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's a. I don't know about you, but I I value that experience as probably one of the most beneficial of anything I've ever done. Hundred percent. I yeah. I mean, I think that the the idea of sales is so. Uh, uh, frowned upon, but yet, I mean, it's involved in so many things that I'm like, oh, I wouldn't trade that experience for for anything. <laughs> totally. So you were working in car sales, um, and then what was the first company you started? Um, yes. Oh, sorry about that. Um, yeah. So um, after after I sold cars for a little while, then then I went and worked for um, I managed a, a chain of uh, GNC stores okay. um, for 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 a guy. And then, uh, and then it wasn't long after that that he he started a a, a company, and I, I went and worked for that company. And then um, that that was probably my first experience in the actual in the real startup space, you know, where you're two or three people. Um, gotcha. And then and then it was around 2008 when I got I got laid off. Um, obviously, not a great time of year to be in a startup. Of um, course. And 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 but at that point, I was in charge of product development, and so. I knew a few things at that point and, um, you know, didn't have anything else going on and felt like starting my own thing. So I started a soft drink company, um, called Mary Jane's relaxing soda. Okay. Uh, which did, didn't have what you would assume that it has little weed in it. Um, <laughs> um, it did it, it, you know, it's funny is that it, it, it didn't, and I wish it would have, uh, <laughs> just based on, at the time, it wasn't, you know. Um, yeah, for sure. You couldn't, you couldn't do that yet, and so, um, but yeah, I got the name and 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 everything, and and it, we did really well. Um, we were, 
we got it into Whole Foods and 7-Eleven, and oh, wow. um, it even sh- it even showed up on an episode of Entourage um, at one point. No way! And, one of my uh, favorite shows growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. It showed up on there, and it was going really well, and then it didn't. Um, we we just didn't raise enough money to to keep it going, so we sold we sold through um, a few production runs, and then um, one of our one of our uh, bottlers went out of business. Okay. And we had to up, we had to upgrade how many bottles we were making, and we never so we never raised enough to actually jump up to that tier because it was a pretty pretty steep jump, and we just we just didn't raise enough to 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 do that. And and that that era was a little tough to raise um, uh, raise money, especially for something that's pretty. Uh, the, the margins are not not great. Okay, gotcha. Makes sense. So um, so yeah. So after that, then then. Um, so when that, that company, we just kind of, we didn't ever go bankrupt or anything. We just went dormant cause we didn't take on any debt or anything, but, yep. um, uh, I, I, I jumped right back on it and, and, and took some of the, some of the, the ideas that I saw when I was out raising money for the, for the soft drink company and, and started a, a hyper local news network and, and that one went a lot better, um, and was ended up being acquired. So. That's amazing, man. Well, how did you go from soft drink business into the news into technology? What got you into the technology uh, space? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I I I I programmed since I was a kid, and so um, that part always was really interesting to me. And even when I was, you know, all the projects I was in along the way, I would always jump in and be like, "Oh yeah, I'll, I can tackle the website." Yeah. Um, and so that part always kind of stuck, and I you know, when I was raising money for the soft drink company, I kind of saw, you know, I was up in, you know, doing, you know, pitch competitions and stuff and, and saw the, you know, the guys that had the, 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 the higher margin, you know, software projects, um, you know, they were getting checks and, and my, my low margin, um, consumer, you know, packaged goods was not. And so I'm like, well, I should go to what I always end up handling, you know, and the funny thing was that we had set up a, um, uh, an e-commerce platform back before Stripe and everything where it was easy um, to set up an e-commerce platform and sold the soft drink. Um, we were selling more online than we were actually were in the stores, wow. which was also part of the problem too, since you shouldn't sell really heavy objects online. <laughs> especially when they're low yeah. price. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the shipping costs you know, five times as much as the, the, the what's inside of it. Not, yeah. not that easy to pull off, so. Oh, that's funny, man. Well, what, uh, like, so let's talk about, I mean, I think there's a lot of people listening who have that idea, who are thinking about raising money. You've obviously been through that. You've seen both sides. Like you've been through the 2008 where it was really difficult. And then obviously you're living through it now where you probably see so many people and like, wow, I wish this was back in 2008 when I started this business. But what piece of advice would you give someone who is looking to go through and raise some capital for their business? Uh, I mean, I guess the, the biggest advice that I, that I had, and I did it with Bellwether, um, was, was just going out there and, and getting some traction. Um, not like, I, I, I mean, I know there are, there are great examples of people that, you know, you can go out there with an idea and you can walk out with some cash. Um, I don't, I, I mean, I'm not skilled in that way. I, I, I'm sure it can be done. And I know there's lots of people that can do it. My way of doing it was, Hey, I'm going to go out there and I'm actually just going to try to make some money. Yeah. Um, instead of trying to raise it and then, and then really raise it once you know 
for certain that you need it and that that's the road you want to go down. Um, with Bellwether, that wasn't the original idea. The original idea was, hey, I think I can make some money. This will be a nice business. Um, I don't really want to go down that road. And and then changed my mind over time once I just kind of saw where things were going and um, how things were progressing and some of the opportunities out there. So I think I, I always advise like, hey, go out there and 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 get some traction and see if anybody's willing to pay you for the yeah. product that you're building. And then and then decide, hey, is is raising capital the right road for me? Yeah, well, I think it makes so much sense, but I think people are, it's tough for people to do it because they don't want to put in the work, right? They just want it, they want to get that money and then once they get the money, then they'll do it. Like they go in with the ideas when they haven't proven anything. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, it's funny that, that it's it's also sort of that I, you know, sort of, well, I'm not ready yet and I don't want to put it out there because I'm going to get torched by a customer if I try to sell it. And I'm like, well, then you should probably get torched by an investor too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, and ultimately it's, you're just selling one versus selling the other. And, and oftentimes, I mean, after going through a fundraising, I'm like, Oh, it's way easier to sell a customer. That, that part's pretty yeah. simple. <laughs> no doubt. So with bellwether, like how did you get the idea for this? When, when did it start? Um, so, the idea behind Bellwether started when I, so, um, the, so my last two, so the, the, the news network, and then I started a marketing automation, um, okay. more of a product and that one got acquired by the same company. And so, um, that was a regional telecom that bought both of those. And so I went, I was working there and I was running their, their digital operations and, um, and, and at a telecom, you know, some of the KPIs that are in the building, you know, a lot of them are going to be tied to churn. And so, I just kind of paid attention and saw, Hey, this seems like a pretty big problem. And, um, I had gotten into building, uh, machine learning models. And, and so I built one that just identified which of their customers were at risk of leaving Okay. and, and saw like, it wasn't something they asked for. It was just something I, I was like, Hey, I can sure they'll give me the data. Um, and I can see how this works. And then, and then I just kind of saw the response to that and thought, all right, this, there's probably something here. And, and so that was the, you know, at, and then when, once I vested, then everybody knew I was going to leave and start something else again. And so they came on as customer number one, and that let me start on the right foot for, for Bellwether and start with a customer right out the gate. And so that was sort of the, the, the origin. Wow, man. What's the, uh, <clears throat> what's the end goal? Like, is it like what you did with your other companies where you're trying to, to sell it and do something else? Like, it sounds like you... You have sort of a, a passion for a bunch of different things. Like you don't get stuck in one thing and do it for a, a forever. Like you want to try to do new things, or is this something that you feel like you're going to be with for a really long time? Yeah, I hope to be with it for a long time. This gotcha. one was a little different, and ultimately that was why I decided to raise. Um, once I realized that I thought there was a little something here, and there's something that could be bigger, then I kind of wanted. You know, I, I'm I'm interested in that sort of journey of establishing something that can really deliver some value and, and, and long-term and that not just being like a quick, you know, make a few bucks. Yep. Um, cause it's ultimately incredibly challenging. And so uh, I, I'm, I like that challenge. Gotcha. What companies are you guys working with? As far as customers? Yeah. Yeah. So we started off in the telecom and telecom space and then we expanded that into, 
um, really sort of recurring billing. Um, we've said recurring billing B to C. Okay. Um, and, 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 you know, ultimately we see like the underlying technology as something that could be applied to a lot of different things. Yep. Um, and not necessarily just retention. We, we have sort of three core products, um, that are all utilizing the same technology. Um, one that we call retention engine and, and that one focuses on what to do when customers go to cancel. Got you. Um, and then, and then we have an intervention engine, um, which will, the idea is to, to automate different actions. Um, and then, and then checking what the, how those actions, like what they result in, do they result in somebody upgrading and buying more? Do they result in somebody continuing on as a customer? Um, which really lets the business come up with all kinds of different, all the different solutions that they would come up with. Um, and then, and then the system figures out what to do when, and, and then optimize automatically without any sort of Very cool. manual, manual work. And then I guess the, and then the third product is, um, win back engine, which, you know, is pretty clear what that one does. That <laughs> one kind of plugs in at the end, you know, once the customer's gone and, and identifies what can be done to, to win customers back. Wow, how long did it did you or your company take to develop this technology? Uh, I mean, really, I mean, it's been. So I started it two years ago. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it took that long. We started off just building, you know, the identification of which customers were at risk. Okay. And and ultimately realized like that was like that's valuable. It's information. Super which valuable. Is, which is helpful. Um, the problem is that, you know, the analogy we use is that it's like telling you your front door is open. Okay. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't close the door for you. So your door is still open. And unless you get up and you go close it, it's going to remain open when, and, and so there, there's a value there. It's nice to know that the door's open. Um, but ultimately you'll pay a lot more if somebody could figure out how to identify the doors open and close it. And that's, that's what the, the, the sort of secret sauce and what we changed behind the scenes yeah I, I you know what i think that relates to and you probably relate like talk about this too you know for people who are kind of wanting to kind of go through that change they're unhappy with where they are they're trying to do something different for their life like they have to start getting super aware to realize where their doors are open um, because not a lot of people look in their lives for what's going wrong they're mostly just trying to like go through and again trying to get a little quick bit of money, whether that's through investing money or starting a business, that's just going to snap, but you really have to become self-aware. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. What are some things you do, Matt, on a daily basis? Say like whether that's a, a habit and it doesn't have to be like a, a strict routine, something you stick to every day, but like, what are some things that you feel like you do every day, which help you stay on task, focus and get things done throughout the day you need to get done? <laughs> I was going to say a lot of the team would probably be like, maybe you should think about that question a little <laughs> more. Um, no, I think it really, I, I have to have a routine or I'm, I'm, I'm bound to come out, you know, be presented with a problem and try to think up a solution for that. Okay. Um, and so I think I, I do have a pretty strict routine that I keep to or try to keep to. Um, and, and you know, that, that being, you know, starting right away, starting right out of the gate and, and establishing what needs to be done um, by the end of the day and and doing whatever it, you know, just spending as much time and whatever it takes to in order to, to check that off the list. Gotcha. You're sure doing that the very first thing. Yeah, yeah. That's the very first thing that I do in the morning. 
anything else you do which you like kind of look look back on as like oh i do a little bit of this i gotta work out or i do something that helps you push forward or whatever no i mean i used to do you know i used to have the the workout and everything and then i had kids and and so (laughs) you know that 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 changes the 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 morning structure um so balancing between that and having having a family and and making sure that i don't um you know that I that I contribute at home um, in the morning. I try to try to make sure that that gets done. So the first thing I'll do is just kind of establish, all right, what do I have scheduled for the day, and what absolutely has to get done today. Yeah, love it. Well, was that a big transition for you when you had kids? Kind of having sort of that freedom, so to speak, where you you know it's maybe just you and your wife or you and your girlfriend at that moment. And now you got a home life. Was it difficult to to balance early on? <laughs> I was going to say my wife would be listening and say like, uh, yes, that's a work in progress, um, which it is. I mean, I think that's the thing is that I, I mean, I guess some people maybe just have it all completely figured out. I, it, for me, it's just a work in progress and, yeah. and, and, and it's a continuous like, Oh, Hey, guess what? Yeah. You kind of get in a rut and you, you know, you get into trying to solve a problem and realize, ah, I wasn't all that helpful today. Um, so I think it's just an ongoing sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, having, and especially balancing between, um, you know, we have a team of, of 14 and, gotcha. and then, uh, we went from four to 14 from May until now. And so oh, wow. big change. Yeah. Big changes on that front. And then, and then having three kids at home and yeah, it, yeah, it's certainly, certainly an ongoing and a, and a continuous, <laughs> continuous challenge. No doubt. Is this the most amount of employees you've had? Uh, yes, yes, by a long shot. Okay, got you. What's uh, what's that been like? Talk us through like going from four to fourteen, because I know, you know, from speaking to other people, that's a challenge. Oh yeah, well, and and I'm I'm very much a. I think the biggest challenge for me is that I'm very much a, a doer. I like to just do it. I'll just grab stuff and say, all right, here's the here's what needs to be done. I'll do yeah. it. Yeah. And and now it's now it's that step back and real realization that no that's not the way to do it. Mm-hmm. The the way to do that is to to help and and delegate and and then jump in. You know we're still you know we're still that's still a, a small team in the grand scheme of yeah, things. And totally. so I still jump in and, and do things, but it's more of a sort of a now there's a pause that has to happen that or it should happen. Sometimes I I, I know it doesn't happen as often as it should. <laughs> Yeah, so you you seem like you're more of like let's just do it, and now you kind of got to take that step back and take more of a leadership stance. Yeah, yeah, and not act, not you know, not jump in and 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 take it. You know, it's hey, all right, who's going to tackle this one, and let's make sure it gets done. And instead of the, hey, we needed to code that up, and I did it. Yeah, fair enough. And finding people was that difficult or not really? We've been really lucky on that front. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, for a few different reasons, uh, which I won't, I won't go completely into, but there's been a few reasons that, that have really led us to, I mean, we had a, an, an influx of people that were applying. Um, and so we've been pretty, pretty lucky on that front. Gotcha. Do you have any, uh, like main competitors? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, whenever we look at, 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 what we're doing and what we're offering then you know the big players we kind of look at it as a, there's a few bubbles okay. of competition um clearly anything anytime you're doing anything in machine learning or artificial intelligence then the the amazon google microsoft then you know you have some level of competition there gotcha um and then and then we have you know in the in the direct you know customer retention side 
then then we look at you know there's companies like Gainsight and Churn Zero that are that are that are big you know they're they're big players in the customer attention customer success world. So. Do you ever look at like fifteen years down the road and are, are you focused on what other technologies are coming? are going to be coming or are you just focused on the now? Mm, you know, I think we spend enough. I think we spend a lot. Well, I mean, ultimately what we did is we, we tried to really make that decision. Like what's going to be, you know, let's say the five year mark. What are we, yeah. what are we pretty sure is going to be of interest? And we think, all right, yeah. Customer attention is, is going to always be of interest. And so we'll growth and, and, and acquisition and, and and then we say and and automating these things is definitely going to be of interest, um, and improving the experiences um, that's going to be of interest. And and there's no silver bullet for that. And so we're you know when we look at the when we look at that as sort of the uh, you know what we what we're projecting, then we can say yeah, our our solution should be able to handle that and it handles that in a novel way, and and in a valuable way. And so I think that's. We, we looked at it more of like a five year. Um, I think anything beyond that, I'd, I'd feel like I was maybe, I don't know, eating too many mushrooms or something <laughs> if I was predicting that far ahead. No doubt. So for companies that don't specifically use your technology or a technology that's somewhat similar, where do you find the holes being with now trying to retain, you know, the, these bunch of customers that they have and ensure that not only they win them back, but they keep the ones that they have and they keep everyone happy. Um, I think, well, I think the, the biggest thing is that it's mostly manual and it's mostly like gut. It's like, um, you know, looking at a customer and saying, oh, you know, this customer has been around for however long. And, um, I mean, and there's a couple elements there. So if, if you tried to, you know, compare it to what we're doing, the idea is that you'd have to, A, sort of have a gut instinct on who is likely to leave uh, and or using, you know, you're using some sort of analysis tool or you're looking at over a graph and realizing maybe there's, there's something with how long a customer has been around before they, they start to drift away. Yeah. Um, so you'd have to add that element. And then, and then after that, that's, that's, you know, that's a big element and, and valuable at that point. But then the next step is like, Oh, what are we going to do about it? Uh, True. And so that usually involves a whole uh, separate process and a whole nother person uh, that's going to come up with the different solutions. And then those people have to work together. And so what we're saying is that, you know, the idea of what you can do and coming up with solutions is going to be an ongoing thing. And there's, there's, uh, it's unlikely that there will be a single solution that works for everybody. And so in that case, then, then our, you know, our, our method for doing this, um, where, where we're going to take all available actions, um, combine that with some context about, you know, when, when we're, when we're taking those actions and then, assessing the outcome and really looking at like, oh, okay, well, we did this and what happened? Um, and, and, and then using that and saying, ah, here, here's what was selected. Here's, here's the outcome. Uh, was that good? Was that bad? How good? How bad? Now improve and learn the next example that comes through, then, then, you know, make a better selection and, and just continue to improve without anybody having to jump in there and, and 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 really tweak things they can just come up with different ideas and so we kind of look at that as using the computer to do the math yeah to figure out what to do when and 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 then enable the you know the human side the creative side to come up with all of the different ideas and sort of free them from having to do you know both of those 
Gotcha. Cool. So if people wanted to check that out, where's the best place everyone can go? Yeah. So, uh, bellwether.com, B E L L W E T H R.com. No E R. You know, we had to be techie and drop the, drop the vowel. <laughs> Was that on purpose or you just couldn't get weather? Well, no, I just couldn't get that domain. So yeah, I'm like, ah, this one, will, this, one will, this one works. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And then, uh, where are you most active on social? Oh, I'm not that active. Um, I, I mean, a Twitter probably is the one that I'm more of a lurker these days. I, I don't know if I have that much important stuff to say, so I, I just kind of consume on that side. Gotcha. But uh, Twitter, uh, it's just it's M A T M O D Y Matt Moody. Awesome. Well, I'll share all these links to make it super simple to connect with Matt and learn more about his business, Bellwether. Now, Matt, the way we end the show here on The Daily Grind is we're going to give you the floor, man, and you have the opportunity today to share with our audience the thought of the day. So one thing oh, or one thought we can all go home with today. One, one thought. Uh, one thought. Um, oh, I think that, um, you know, one thought, I guess, would be if you have, and, and I, I think this one's directed to the audience, too, is like yep. if you have an idea for a business. Um, I think that you can test the market with about 20 bucks mm. and get some idea of if you've got something or not, which I think is something that you probably could never do before, you know, like this period in time. What's the best way they could utilize that 20 bucks? Uh, I would say, you know, slapping up a landing page with some information about what you're thinking and and throwing some you know throwing 20 bucks to mark zuckerberg and <laughs> and 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 targeting that into who you think is your customer um and you'll see i mean anybody anybody click anybody you know engage are there any conversions um yeah we we did we ran an experiment and just the other day doing the exact same thing for like one little variation that we were curious about and okay we threw it out there and, and, and we saw that nobody was interested in that. <laughs> um, and so it was really easy to say, Oh yeah, we no we doubt. explored that. Now, obviously yeah. you could, you could explore further, but I think that it should give you, I mean, it's just interesting that you could do something and throw such little effort at it and find out if you should keep going. Yeah. I think it's so easy now. Right. And you just have to test it out. And I think you have to get over the fact of like, people have this feeling like their idea is the best idea in the world and it doesn't matter what Matt and Colin say about it I'm gonna push through but sometimes you gotta listen yeah yeah I mean I think it's 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 I feel like it's pretty empowering to be able to do something like that and totally. to find out whether or not you whether or not I mean because ultimately finding out that if it's a, not a good idea I'd rather know right away 100 percent then then spend all that time and effort you know going down you know, going down the road and finding out later on that, it, yeah, we didn't have anything there. Should have just trusted it in the beginning. Yeah, it's better a $20 mistake than a $20,000 or $200,000 <laughs> mistake for some, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Awesome, Matt. Well, I uh, appreciate your time here. I want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule and coming on the show here with us today. Thank you. I appreciate it. You got it, Matt. That is it for today's episode, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it. Be sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Please, please, please share this out with a friend. It helps the show grow tremendously. All of you are absolutely amazing. We'll be back here tomorrow with another epic interview. Until then, always remember to keep on grinding. Lower the lights down. Hand over my crown. Hand over my heart. I do this for my town. I do